0: Hey, what's going on there, motivators? It's Dr. Drill from Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. It has been quite a while—quite a while—since I've cut a uh, one of these podcasts. Uh, just been very busy, I guess. I hate to say that because we're all fucking busy. Am I right? Yeah. So it's been a while, and uh, I'm eager to catch up. Got a couple stories I want to punctuate this uh, this podcast with. Uh, first of all, I've seen some good podcasts myself. Both are, are Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, he had Tulsi Gabbard on uh, earlier this week, and who the hell did he have on last week? One of his comedian buddies. Anyway, good conversation. Tulsi Gabbard, if you haven't heard of her, she's a veteran, 16-year veteran of the Army, I believe. She worked in a medical unit. I don't know if that makes her a nurse or a doctor or a PA or whatever. Whatever she did, she served in a combat zone. She's been a congressperson for six years. And um, she's fucking... Very attractive presidential candidate. Literally and figuratively well-spoken. Very smart. Experienced. And uh, I like what I see from this veteran. So check out that Rogan podcast Of course. He always pretty much maintains a, a neutral stance, asks her a lot of tough questions that, uh, a lot of the candidates would be asked to, asked about, um, and it's very interesting. She's, uh, one of the things that attracts me to her is that she's anti-regime change wars, right? So a lot of the friggin' the military industrial complex, um, activity that we've basically, uh, accumulated and, uh, and made our business to be this world power, the world power for so long. There's a lot of, uh, upsides to that. And there's some clear downsides. And one of, uh, of which is that we're spread all over the fricking world trying to fight all these battles and, and, you know, uh, overthrow dictators. And we've seen that that doesn't necessarily work very well. There's also a lot of, uh, um, uh, compromised integrity in our political system and in our industrial, military, industrial context um, complex. For again, uh, Eisenhower, they they pulled up a YouTube clip of Eisenhower's speech back in the day. I had never heard it, but he's talking about that very thing. How you know we've we've accumulated these massive uh, this massive war machine and uh, you know built that over many years. And to the point where it kind of—that's the status quo—and so we have to be very careful because there's a lot of power there that can be misused and abused. And I think we've seen some of that. And we're tired of it, and I certainly don't want my kids going off fighting some uh, mission that was not uh, in the best interests of the American people. Right? As a young Marine, 25 years ago, I signed up for adventure and had fucking crazy testosterone young dumb and full of cum as we talked about just want to go out there and have an adventure and kick somebody's ass um, justify doing so for mom and apple pie And but uh, I, I don't it's kind of fucked up looking at it now, at 44 years of age with all that I know um, I would do it again but I was very fortunate I think to serve in a period during where there was no conflict really A lot of guys and gals come back all fucked up physically and mentally. So I'm not for that. I'm for, if you're going to send us off to do some sort of conduct some sort of mission, you make sure that it's worth our effort. Um, and it's not violating some major principle of, uh, the constitution, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, it's my rant. Uh, my probably my, my only political rant that I've, or not my only, but I'll stop there with Tulsi Gabbard, but she's very, very impressive. Secondly, I'm going to do a lot of uh, Snapchat and just create using the filters to. Create these alter egos and one of them is Auntie June and you know Auntie June she likes to go on her golf cart and go down to the Walmart and she she looks for various sales over there there's a paper goods sale and out in the greenhouse they got all kind they even got food in the Walmart now I get my little rascal scooters and I drive around so I cultivated that uh alter ego of Auntie June or that character and I found a Snapchat filter for this old lady, and I've been doing some awesome—I think—impersonations. Um, uh, just a cool character, uh, making people laugh, and so on and so forth. I've used it for my friends on Facebook and, and to entertain people. I've used a little snap, uh, little snippets of it. For instance, I got like a five-second one that says I'm "Tired of your shit," and I kind of sneer at whoever. So I use them as memes or a a response to a text message or whatever. Make people laugh. Um, I also use them for my patients to kind of get their attention. I'm teaching an online anatomy course this summer, anatomy one and two. And so I have to try to capture some sort of good time, you know... uh, fun-loving Dr. O, because they're not going to be in my presence, so I, I lack that face-to-face time. I have to, um, try to amuse them and, and grab their attention, introducing the content, and stimulating their minds, rather ample minds, to learn so much knowledge. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. Look for Auntie June out there. I also have, uh, uh, Dr. O as punk rock, punk rock, Dr. O. And I do a little British accent, motherfuckers. I'll freaking bust your bollocks. I did one of those as well. Pretty interesting. Entertaining. So check out those Snapchat filters. It'll definitely, you know, contribute to hours of entertainment, just distorting your face and you can talk on some of them, that change your voice, really friggin' neat, makes you wonder where the world is going with communication, when we can dress dress up our blemishes, or masquerade as some other character, right, so there's that, Auntie June, look for her, look for punk rock Dr. O, next, I've been friggin' riled up about this wanderlust that I've got going here, I want to go to Utah, and I'll tell you why. I've been to like 15, 16 countries throughout the world, and I've had many adventures, mostly a long time ago when I was in the service, right, in the Corps, but mostly I pulled into port cities, and, you know, some of them were nice, a lot of them were shit, and we were looking for the bars and the red light districts, that's what we were after, you know, get hammered and, and find some female company. So we did that in a lot of places. Took a tour to Bethlehem when we went to Israel. Took a tour to Rome when we went to Italy. Been to Cuba, been to Spain, Israel, France, uh, Morocco, Portugal, Australia, Korea, friggin' Ukraine, Yugoslavia, Bosnia, Yugoslavia, I guess, a lot of cool spots like that, you know, so been to some really neat spots, but ironically, there's a lot of places within our own country that I would like to visit, I want to see the Grand Canyon, I want to see the friggin' um, Zion National Park, and Yellowstone, and Canyonlands, and the Black Hills of South Dakota and the Pacific Northwest Trail and, you know, Maine. I want to explore some of these areas. I want to go to every state and take it for all it's worth. And if it's a shit state that's not worth anything, then I don't want to fucking go. But, you know, I want to catch these highlights. Not necessarily tourist traps, but I want to see these spots and experience some of the people that live there and hear their stories. You know... I went to a wedding, I don't know if I told you this already, but I went to a wedding about a month ago in New York City, one of Mandy's cousins, and happily married, it was the greatest wedding I've ever been to, just friggin' lavish, huge place, it was like a a, a, a former site of the 1965 World's Fair, took place in New York City, so the venue for the wedding, for the reception, was a former helo pad. It's about the size of a water tower. Something like that, right? So there's a narrow spot down below, and that's where the cocktail hour was had. And then, when it was time, we all were prompted to jump in these giant elevators and go up to the, um, to the water tower, the top of the water tower, which is basically underneath... This helopad, what used to be a place where they'd fly in whatever, dignitaries and high rollers and all that shit to the 1965 World Fair. So now where that water tower shaped structure is up top is this 360-degree dance floor and you know, tables for where you can sit and bars and a uh, central hub that I'm sure in the center of that, uh, this wheel, is, uh, this circular spot, is the kitchen, and all that shit, just unbelievable, man, it's wonderful, and there was this guy, uh, bathroom attendant, black dude, and he was in there, he's looking at a tiny little TV, propped up on the, uh, above the sink by the mirror, and he's watching this basketball game, and he's listening to reggae music, talking about marijuana, doo-doo-doo. All this shit, and he's when he would see you, sense you in his peripheral vision, uh, relieve yourself in the urinal. He would be there after you wash your hands and he'd hand you a uh, paper towel. And he was dancing, it was fucking nuts. I couldn't believe the spirit this guy had doing this shitty job, literally. And he, he really had a good spirit going in there. He had mints, colognes, lotions, and it was very impressive. It was the cleanest bathroom I've ever seen. Unbelievable. And this guy really brought something to it. So I tipped his ass, big time. Um, So that was cool. Now, during the cocktail hour of this wedding, just only a month ago in Queens, New York, we're downstairs on the base of this friggin' structure. There's crazy food, hors d'oeuvres... Beverages all that shit flowing We're starving so we engorge ourselves There's nowhere to sit though There are a little bit short on seats So we're like what are we going to do So You're walking around precariously balancing You know your freaking uh, Chicken kebabs Or chicken satay And coconut shrimp Well with a drink in the other hand And it's just an accident waiting to happen So this guy finally Kind of summons us over We are right standing in his midst He says, hey you want to sit down and eat so, guy was like probably 50s, 60 early 60s. Got a like a silver man bun on the top of his head. Like a top knot. Real nice smile. Kind of like medium build, thin but in shape, you know? had adventurous eyes. So we sit down with them, and now you're sitting with a bunch of people who were nice enough amid all these people that had found their seats or a place to stand at a nice circular table, a place to rest their, their food and beverages. It's kind of the tendency, the human tendency is like, oh, I got my place. Now let's settle in and eat here and bullshit. This guy's inviting us to sit down with him. I thought that that was very hospitable of him. So we sit down, and, you know, amid the roar of the crowd, clanking of beverages, cackling of laughter and joy around this wedding, this guy says, hey, where are you from? And we're like, hey, man, we're from Philly. I'm from Philly. He goes, ah, I'm from Philly, too. Just outside, I'm from here. And, uh, but, you know, I live in Utah now. I said, how the fuck do you want up in Utah? I'd love to go there. I heard about it. And, in fact, I had heard so much good about these parks and just the natural um, landscape out there and the people were nice and all this stuff clean, all this shit you know, a lot of people just know about Mormons that's what they know about Utah so, so yeah, how'd you wind up out there? he says, yeah, well, me and the family, you know we packed up our shit in an RV and went across country and when we got to Utah, Utah, we pulled into a place called Kanab, and it's a you know town of maybe three, four thousand. And we said, "This is where we're going to live. That's it." And they moved out there. We moved out there, and now we bought four hundred acres and we're going to start an RV park. And I'm thinking, this guy's like, I I really admire. I don't, I couldn't do that. You know, I got two young kids and a couple businesses and you know, a life here in Pennsylvania, but I admire the wanderlust and the sense of adventure that somebody has to pick, be willing to pick their shit up and go, you know, I think that if we don't do that, when will we, you know, you run across people all the time that have had horrible calamities in their life, you know, like they're, somebody gets ill or somebody loses a job or somebody, whatever. life can detour you all the fucking time, so we gotta, I feel like we have to get our licks in, you know, um, and this guy had the stones to go out there, and he got a big smile on his face, says, yeah, I'm a tour guide, got a job doing tour guide, we're gonna start in 2020, we're gonna have our RV park, I've got this acreage, I'm saying, this is like fucking unbelievable, you know, good for you, man, good for you. These are places that I want to go. I want to experience places like Utah. And and, and do these hikes. And see rivers rush. And um, carve fucking crazy escarpments and ravines and uh, side canyons. And see people who are adventurous. And what do they want to do on the weekend? They don't want to sit in the fucking couch, look at their phone. They want to go out and they hike and they parasail, and they, whatever the fuck they're doing, man, just, we're going to go over here, we're going to hike this mound, we're going to, there's wildlife over here, we're going to check that out, we're going to do this and do that, while we're able, while we're physically able, you know, I just think it's, it's something that I I long to do, and we're planning it, so I'm planning a trip, next spring, we're going out to Utah, I'm really excited, Um, so that's that, got any pointers on that, you fucking let me know But I'm going, damn it next, this is completely in the other direction, I gotta (laughs) this crazy shit that goes on, you know, so in the vicinity of my office, I've got this friend of mine, she's got a little um, business, it's a salon so she's got a big house and there's some tenants in there one guy is crazy pirate-looking dude. Nice guy. He's got all kinds of friggin'. He's got a, literally a parrot. Pulls up the other day on his bike. He's got a friggin' doesn't drive. Right? I don't know. Speculate. can only speculate what that's all about. He rides a bike, and sometimes he pulls a little trolley behind it, like the little things that are, like, ground level with the bike tires on it that have a shade built into it, like a that you would pull your kids behind you. And he puts tools in it, and sometimes animals. He's got a parrot on his shoulder. He's missing all kinds of fucking teeth. Works his ass off. I've never seen somebody work this hard. Hard work, digging ditches, doing construction shit, banging nails, all that shit. He pulls up on his bike with a parrot on his shoulder, talking. I forget the forget the uh, parrot's name. So exchange some pleasantries with him. He's a great guy. I love him. He's hurting. Hey, come on in sometime. Get adjusted. All right, all right. I'll probably never see. So, he leaves on his bike, pulling his little trolley behind him. And my other neighbor, he comes out. He's kind of like a, you know, well-kept guy. He's got his act together. Looks uh, clean and neat and professional and he's done various jobs. Got a couple kids. I think he's divorced. Um, he's talking about some of the other tenants that have moved into, just moved in to the apartments above the salon and you got a girl and then some other guy she's like an Asian chick and she, her boyfriend is like this Greek guy and he, the cops had to be called a few times so they're fighting, he was beating the shit out of her and the guy says this, he's like, yeah this man, these people are fucking crazy, man you know, I, I'm not this, I'm not like this. Like, <clears throat> you know, I got a job, I, I got I have a family, I'm a friggin' clean-cut guy, you know? These people come in here, she lost her license, okay? She's really nice. Now, I've been talking to her a little bit. I fixed her phone for her. She's, she's really nice. Uh, but, you know, she winds up with these guys, and the last guy would hit her too, he would beat her, and then this guy, I hear him beating the shit out of her. And obviously, this isn't okay, and fucking fuck, never... Happened, kind of, sorta, even kind of, sorta. In my midst, I'd fucking destroy the guy, right? Smack his face, paint it red with my friggin' fist. But so this guy goes, goes, yeah. He beats the shit out of her, man. I took him. If I see him, if I ever see him, I can't look him in the eye. I won't even. I'll just walk right by him because I will fucking kill him, man. I took 9 years of martial arts. I took 9 years of martial arts, Aaron. I will fucking kill him. <laughs> so, this is by the by the way. Mind you, I'm trying to get the hell out of the office. i freaking closed it up. Last patients left for the night. It's freaking dark almost. And I got this guy. I got a basket of towels in my hands. You know, from that we used for heat Moist heat throughout the day. Trash. You know, I got all kinds of shit fucking lugging into the truck. And this guy is telling me this shit. I was going I fucking took nine years of martial arts, Aaron. I will take his fucking knee out. <laughs> you know, it's just never a freaking dull moment, man. It's never a dull moment in my life. I look for these people. And uh, I got to say, yeah, I, I kind of invite it into my life. I don't encourage it but there's, as I mentioned before, there's something within my gaze, even though in my heart and in my mind, I'm saying I've had enough. Fucking leave me alone. I don't want to hear your story. It's like they, they see a weakness in me, man. They see a vulnerability. Like I, I am a compassionate person and I want to help and I'm willing to listen. I will hear people out. And some people just don't get They don't see that. They don't have that, uh... I guess I do a good job of concealing the fact that I'm miserable. And I don't want to hear your, you know, your problems. I want to get home to my family. But, um... They sense it. And they pounce. This guy's telling me this shit. I got a guy with a parrot on his shoulder... With his bike seat covered in a plastic shopping bag... Because it was raining out. And, um... Telling me that his parrot... he, He brought him home for lunch... He didn't want to, you know, keep him out in the sun or the rain. Uh, Rain, rather. All day. But when he left to go back to work, the pirate was squawking at him. Wanted to stay with him. He's like a pirate. He's like a modern-day pirate. I love him, though. Says, I. What says you? And then the guy who's going to... Took nine years of martial arts, Aaron. I will fucking end him. Just comical. Not not, not that it's comical that he would want to... You know, avenge this girl who's getting beaten. But he also said that he can hear uh, the two fucking. You know, so I think it's a combination of him not getting any and these two like having a passionate relationship where they're making love and then they're beating the shit out of each other. And he's a drunk and all this. You know, the, the other saying, saying the other guy's a drunk. He doesn't leave the house. Doesn't have a job. I'm like, how the fuck? Where the hell is this? How these people even? get through life, because, you know, you know, I've told you, I've put my cards on the table, I, I have a lot going on, you know that, I fucking run a business, yeah, you know, I got a family, I, I I don't have time for, to live like this, you, it's amazing that people live like this. That, there are, that these stories exist. That there's some guy driving a bike to work every day. Sitting on a plastic bag on the top of his bike seat. And pulling a kid's friggin' trailer, trolley thing behind him. With his tools in it. And a parrot on his shoulder. And this other guy is gonna beat the shit out of this other tenant. It's like something out of a movie. And this is every day with me. Every friggin' day. But I enjoy it. I, it makes gives me something to talk about here. It covered a lot of things, from politics to, uh, you know, my wanderlust and plans for adventure. Some interesting characters in my life. Hey, I, I also got in closing. This is I'm very proud of this. My students voted me the 2019 award for academic excellence. For my um, anatomy teaching, right. So they thought enough of me to where the uh, administration was looking for sent them a a poll basically, what part-time instructor do you uh, is your favorite? And they said Dr. O. So I got a good reputation. I'm helping these students learn. I'm entertaining them and uh, keeping things interesting and positive. And I think just treating them like human beings is really part of the magic. I'm not trying to be too professorial, you know? But they respect me, and I feel like they also learn a lot. And I'll make it an impossible subject. Am I easy? I don't know. I think some would say I'm easy. I'm certainly straightforward. I try to test on what I teach and, like I said, keep things interesting. So that felt really good to get that pat on the back and I got an email out to the powers that be telling them that even if I'm not in a position to take a full-time position, I sure still would like to be offered one. Listen, motivators, about to friggin' pull into the house, people out there walking along the sidewalks. It was a beautiful day. Sunshine. Kids friggin' out there on their scooters. I'm looking to friggin', got a day off. Part of my day off tomorrow. I'm gonna do some uh, mowing. And I'm gonna hang out my dog. Carve some wood. Sit on my big fat ass. I wish you well. <laughs>